0: Snowdrops, or galanthus, are the adorable little flowers you may have seen dotting the countryside or forest with tiny specks of white for years. They bloom in the middle of winter through early spring, especially if you live in areas with plenty of shade, moisture, and nutrient-rich soil. Looking at you, England and the coastal United States, Snowdrops are native to continental Europe, growing from the Pyrenees to Ukraine. They've been cultivated in Britain since about 1598, and were first recorded growing wild in Britain in the 18th century. The snowdrop is now found growing all over the UK, although it is rarer to see in Scotland. Since being naturalized in Britain, snowdrops have pretty much spread worldwide. As long as they have plenty of humidity, moisture, and shade, they tend to be pretty happy and low-maintenance. These little guys are characterized by their thick green stem and leaves, short stature, early blooms, and of course, their adorable white flowers. These flowers are unique because they're actually just made up of six petals, three on the outside, and a smaller layer of three inner petals which have distinct green markings. The key to telling these guys apart from the very similar spring snowflake is that the spring snowflake has only one layer of petals, which create more of a bell shape, and their markings are on the outside. Snowdrops are perennial bulbs, which means they come back year after year by sending nutrients deep into the ground to store their energy for next year. And just like a lot of other bulbs, they tend to be found growing in large groups, with the plants taking up more and more space as they spread their seeds. Interestingly enough, snowdrops have evolved their seeds to be attractive to ants, who are the perfect size to take their seeds and carry them all over the countryside. They've done this by producing a fruit that is easy for the ants to get into and take the seeds, and by having the seeds themselves produce a tiny tail known as an eliasome, that contains some chemical compounds that the ants love. Kind of like dangling a bottle of Chanel No. 5 out the window to attract grandmas in your area. The scientific name for snowdrops comes from ancient Greek, with gala meaning milk and anthos meaning flower, translating literally then into milk flour. But over time, the name came to be snowdrop, And this makes a lot of sense when we consider not only what they look like, bright white flowers that dot the land like snow, but also the time of year they bloom, midwinter through early spring. While they're all characterized as small white flowers with green leaves and markings, there are actually a few different varieties. But they're pretty easy to miss if you're not looking closely. My favorite variety is known as Grumpy, because the little green markings on the inner petals look a lot like tiny little frowny faces. I'll add a picture on Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about and scream with me about how cute they are. Some varieties are a little more rare than others, which can lead to some pretty wild prices for collectors. The most expensive snowdrop bulb on record sold for about $1,500 in 2015. It was for the variety Golden Fleece, which has tiny little yellowish dots on its petals. It is super cute and very rare to stumble upon, which is why it could command such a pretty penny at auction. Snowdrops are often considered to be shy because of the way they droop their sweet little heads but we actually have evidence to suggest they do this for a reason. They produce a dusty pollen that needs to be kept dry so that any winter pollinators can access it. It's also why their inner petals spread open a little bit more as the season goes on. Gotta make room for those bee butts. Snowdrops contain an antifreeze protein, which works by preventing ice from crystallizing on the leaves and flowers. These ice crystals are typically what causes damage to plant cells, causing the cells to basically explode and making way for pests, further damage, and eventually resulting in the plant's death. Because ice can't get in there and cause these guys to freeze and explode on a cellular level, they're not super sensitive to the cold. Which is why if you've ever seen them frozen down to the ground, no you didn't. They pop right back up as soon as temperatures allow the heavy ice to melt. Fun fact, this protein actually helped us develop modern antifreeze, and is what the British used to help thaw out tanks in World War I. In addition to the antifreeze, they also have pointy ass leaves that help them break through the toughened and semi-frozen soil so those dainty little flowers can really shine through and help us fight our seasonal depression. Another fun thing found in snowdrops is Galanthus novalis agglutinins, or GNA for those of us who love ourselves. In snowdrops, GNA helps them deter pests by binding to specific sugars. D-mannose sugars for the inquiring bug minds, which are stored in the bug's midgut. Once the DNA has bound to the sugars, it begins to clump, leading to agglutination. So, basically death by way of We Love Katamari. As another aside, this is also what happens in humans if we get the wrong type of blood in a blood transfusion. GNA is most effective at deterring sucking pests, like aphids, who are notoriously tricky to kill since a lot of pesticides and things we've developed are too big for their tiny little mouths, which means we often don't get them all on the first try or we would need to use a systemic poison, which not only takes a while, but can render the plant unsafe for consumption depending on what's used. Scientists have tried to breed GNA into other crops more susceptible to pests like potatoes, corn, rice, and tobacco, all with mixed success. Speaking of historical uses for snowdrops, villages in the Cayucas Mountains, in the area between Asia and Europe, or modern-day Russia and Georgia, used it to treat migraines and to improve cognitive function. They did this by rubbing the leaves onto the temples of their foreheads. For a long time, scientists weren't sure why this was, but that's where our friend Dmitri comes in. Dmitry Paskov was a Bulgarian scientist who happened to be the first to isolate galantamine, the very substance found in snowdrop leaves that makes them so good at curing headaches. He found that the reason this works is because galantamine molecules easily enter the blood-brain barrier, which makes it easy for them to get into our brains. Obviously. But what exactly is it doing in the brain? Well, I'm glad you asked. Galantamine contains acetocalinesterase inhibiting properties. Acetylcholinesterase is an enzyme that helps to break down the wall between nerve and muscle cells, which at first sounds a little scary, but is actually a good thing. If left to their own devices, these guys would start to group together and, given enough time, could cause paralysis. This is particularly interesting because snowdrops also contain substances that are toxic to us. Most notably, snowdrops contain lysine, also found in daffodils, which can be toxic to humans, resulting in similar symptoms than what we would see in the poisons it can protect us from. Vomiting, diarrhea, and abdominal pain. These symptoms can last for up to three hours after consuming any part of the plant but most lyserine is concentrated in the bulb of the flower. The thing is, snowdrops are actually filled with contradictions like this. In German folklore, the story goes that Winter, upon seeing the beauty of all spring's blooms, asked the flowers if it could borrow some of their color. Most of the flowers said, heck no, but snowdrops decided it would be alright for them to share. So, the winter took on their colors, green and white, and in exchange for this gift, winter allows the snowdrop to bloom early and protects it from harm, making it the first to bloom in the season for most of us. In Catholicism, snowdrops are said to symbolize hope, new life, and purity, as they bloom in the bleakest days of winter and show us that life will always find a way to spring forward with beauty and tenacity, even in the harshest of times. But snowdrops aren't all love and light. In fact, in some cultures, they are actually seen as a symbol of death and the underworld. This is partially because of where they grow. Like we touched on, they happen to like areas with lots of nutrients, plenty of moisture and vegetation, and shade. And, well, while that does describe the forest floor, it also happens to describe cemeteries where decomposing bodies have historically added nutrients to the soil, trees have been added to provide shade, and the lawns and landscapes tend to be well watered in order to keep them looking nice for the living. And if the whole growing on graves thing wasn't enough? they do kind of look sad if you think of their droopy little heads as someone in mourning. And I'm sure the whole thing with Persephone doesn't help. For those unfamiliar with the story, it has been said that snowdrops were the first flowers that Persephone brought with her upon her re-entrance from the underworld, where she was forced to stay with Hades. It's a long story, and the reason we have winter, but what you need to know for now is that spring is earth and her mom's way of celebrating her return, which is what makes these flowers so exciting, but also a little sad. For ancient Greeks, snowdrops were a flower straight from the underworld, and while they showed us that spring was around the corner, they also reminded us that death was never too far away. Speaking of death, Victorians actually believed that picking these flowers was bad luck. Part of this could likely be tied to the fact that, much like daffodils, the sap made people super sick. But another part of it was for sure that these plants were regarded as a symbol of death. In fact, it was widely believed that if a snowdrop crossed the threshold of your home, someone in your family would die within a year. Talk about flowers no one asked for! To this day, there are some people who claim these flowers have ruined their marriages and caused misfortune in their lives. We touched on how it's been used to try and encourage natural pest deterrent in some of our staple crops, but snowdrops are helping us in other ways too. Snowdrops are also currently being studied for use in the treatment of Alzheimer's. Remember how earlier we talked about how galantamine is good at breaking down the barrier between muscle and cell nerves? Well, it turns out it's great for helping with decreasing confusion too, as long as it's taken in small doses. Basically, we think this works by blocking harmful disruptors and in turn, increasing the number of neurotransmitters in the nervous system, which then helps to strengthen the remaining nerve signal. So basically, it's breaking down barriers and adding in a few helping hands to pass those communication signals along. It's because of this that galantamine is currently being used in the drug Razidine, which has proven effective at improving the symptoms of Alzheimer's, but is not a cure. While this is great news, scientists are still working to be able to synthesize galantamine successfully in a lab, which means progress has been kinda slow. Another great way we're using galantamine? In defense against neurotoxins, especially things like sarin gas. It's effective because it latches onto the substances that cause all the damage, and essentially pull them out as they exit our bodies. And, while it doesn't completely negate the symptoms, research has shown that it could at least keep you alive. While snowdrops themselves can be a bit of a contradiction, one thing is sure. They bring a much-needed pop of vibrancy and life to the long, dreary days of winter. If you're lucky enough to live in an area where these guys grow, I hope you take a moment to really look at them and think about what beautiful little badasses they are. If you liked the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at rooted.pod. We're on YouTube at rooted.podcast, and check out our website, rootedpod.com for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here. And until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.